from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Thursday edition of The Drive. Hope you're... Warm and dry wherever you are, because if you're anywhere where the ball's going outside, you're probably not. What a nasty day. I mean, it started out just, uh, there was a, it was mist at around 6.45 this morning. Uh, turned into some rain, and now it's just a steady, just, it's a drizzly, wet, cold. It's a, it's a winter day. As we're, you know, we, we are here in early February. This is, this is, this is not atypical of February weather in, uh, in this part of the country. So, uh, so we hope you're comfortable today. Uh, welcome in. It is the Thursday drive. Bill, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer in on his, uh, normal day Thursday. How are you doing, Justin? Do, turn his mic on. There we go. <laughs> Do well. You're going to have to holler. Drew, Drew, yeah, Drew, Drew's <laughs> silencing me already. Um, no, I'm doing well. Uh, it's been super busy week, a uh, whole lot of stuff going on, and uh, today itself, I mean, I know we'll definitely talk about it, but you get a, you get a basketball game last night, uh, you turn around, you talk to 11 football coaches today, uh, and then uh, you're talking to Bruce Pearl and Alan Flanagan uh, just moments ago before I came in here. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, been to the senior bowl this week, going to Knoxville, you know, uh, over the weekend, it's super, super busy time, but that's great because we got a whole lot of stuff to talk about and a whole lot of stuff to, Oh, you're, to a, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, it's, it's funny. Yesterday was, uh, national signing day. The NCAA still calls it that for yeah. some, for some reason. Uh, it was the second signing day, but there was big news yesterday as Auburn picking up commitments for the next couple of years mm-hmm. in multiple sports yesterday. Uh, well, they actually got the signee and, well, they did. They got, they got commitments in, in multiple sports, uh, yesterday. We'll talk, we'll get your thoughts on that, but, but, uh, yeah. Plenty to talk about here today as we had an opportunity. I didn't get to stick around and go and go over to uh, um, to, to Bruce and basketball, mm-hmm. but uh, we will talk plenty about last night. Big win. Very impressive win yeah. for Auburn. Much needed game like that, I feel. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about the time we got to spend a couple of hours today um, around the entire um, the, the, the Auburn coaching, football coaching staff, Hugh yeah. Freeze and all 10 assistants yeah, today. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, for those of you who have, you know, who've been around here for a while may know that we usually get this, you know, once during spring ball, once during fall practices, having one with so many new faces on staff here mm-hmm. with a, you know, a few weeks to go before the start of spring ball, really, really good, a real introductory. Um, there were some guys, you know, that I hadn't gotten to meet face to face yet. A and lot of, that I hadn't, sure. And then there were some that obviously, um, you know, you had familiarity with, and uh, you know, a guy like Marcus Davis mm-hmm. uh, coming back. So it was it was just a really good time. Got a lot, um, and so for you know those of you who uh, are wanting Auburn football 
uh, info, content, whatever word you want to call it, over the next few weeks, you're going to have a ton of it because, uh, you know, all of us uh, here on the media, I mean, just really, really good access here off the bat. And, and on top of that, you know, I've talked to Friday and, let's see, what day was that? Tuesday, talked to Hugh Freeze both of those days. And then he comes out and has 30 more minutes right. today. So uh, he's kind of made the rounds here. Uh, but a lot of a lot of good good information and and just you know kind of trying to set the tone as things are starting to settle in where guy you know recruiting schedules die, die down this month these next few weeks is going to be are going to be really important for uh, guys to get to know their players and oh, yeah. get a lot of stuff set coaches up coaches to get to know each other yeah because they've been out on the road uh, for for pretty much every day of the last two months uh, and then that you know that will set things up for. Obviously, uh, spring ball, which starts in late February this time. Yeah, th- uh, three weeks from Monday. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be a uh, it'll be a really busy time, and um, you know, a lot of, lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff in, in both football and basketball. Obviously, uh, here from the last twenty four hours or so. Yeah, so we we will get to a lot. We'd love to hear from you. Let's uh, remind you that hour number one of the drive is brought to you by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And they're also the sponsor of our hotline, where you can call us with your thoughts, questions, comments. Uh, and the number to get you through is 334 1390 You can also text us. And the drive text box is brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Let's uh, let's start with last night, Justin. I mean, uh, a game we'd talked about it going in. Auburn coming, you know, coming in with a two-game losing streak. They had played very poorly back-to-back games in the first half, especially. Now, the uh, the Texas A&M game it wasn't wasn't anything to get much excited about. I mean, they they played even with A&M after being down fifteen. Basically, they. They were outscored by a point in the second half against A&M in the second half. But that was at home, snapping the long home winning streak. They go to West Virginia, and you see almost a repeat of that first half against Texas A&M. They find themselves down 16, fell behind by as many as 17, but came back and had a chance to win. What what we didn't know, and, and you know, optimistically, you're thinking, well, you know, maybe maybe you can build off that second half. The pessimist would go, yeah, well, West Virginia had a 16-point lead. Um, maybe they let up a little bit, and we'll, we'll see how Auburn plays against a Georgia team that beat Auburn by 12 the first time they played. Last night, yeah. I, I missed the first couple of minutes because I was doing the show at Big Mike's. When I got, when I got into the arena, it was 5-5. But from the time I walked in... Yep. I mean, there was none of what we saw against Georgia the first time. You didn't see um, Auburn struggling uh, defensively against their guards. Mm -hmm. You didn't see Auburn struggling um, offensively. At all. No, you're right. I mean, that was as efficient, I thought, as we have seen Auburn all year long. Well, and I'll even I'll put something uh, even more in context than that. Um, Found this last night. Auburn's offensive rating last night which is how many points you would score if you had 100 possessions it's just a way to balance everything out um 147.3 i believe it was that is the highest offensive rating ever for an well i thought it looked pretty good yeah so you score 94 points in a game where you don't play fast right right? you think about it auburn has slowed down their offense this year and they scored 94 points in this game the big key five turnovers in this game that's it 
20, uh, I believe it's 24 assists and five turnovers. Five turnovers. turnovers. Two in the first half. Yeah, two in the first half. And I think about it, uh, you know, a couple of those, those turnovers were just, hey, that was a really tough pass. You're trying to fit it in there. And it, you know, just it just so happens to hurt you a little bit on, on that one. This Auburn team, I mean, this was such an offensive clinic from them. Um, not a game where, I mean, they hit a good number of threes, but it wasn't a game where they necessarily like shot 50 or 60% from deep. Or, or shot 30 of them. Yeah, this was, they got to their spots over and over again. And so on offense, really the whole game, it starts with this. Like when, you, when you're coming into a game where it's like, okay, you're a double-digit favorite, you're about to be in a stretch, as Bruce Pearl said last night, six of your next nine games, you're probably going to be an underdog in it. Right. If you're going in that stretch, when you have a chance to be a favorite, you got to take care of business. You got to avoid upsets. And the easiest way to avoid an upset in college basketball is all right. Where where are advantages? Where are your where do you have the clear edge? Take full advantage of it. And in this game, it was the fact that Janai Broom was the best player on the floor, and Georgia had zero answer for him. Oh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and Janai had a great first game against Georgia, but this game, I mean, oh, just he 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 had a double double at the four minute mark of the first half. And could have finished with probably 25-25. Bruce said, so he tweaked his ankle a little bit, came out uh, in the first half, missed time, and still still did. They they had the game well in hand. He was supposed to rotate back in about four or five minutes. He didn't come back in in the last seven minutes. And they just said, you know what? We'll let we'll let Dylan. Oh man, I was wanting again. that twenty twenty for him. And Bruce said today when we had, when we talked to him, he said, "You know what? Looking back, if I would have known he was close to twenty twenty, we would have put him out there because twenty twenty is a historic game. Absolutely, according is. to, according to uh, Andy Burcham, that hadn't been done since the eighties at Auburn. Like you can't. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is so rare to have that nineteen and probably 18. Charles. Yeah, nineteen and eighteen though. Nineteen and eighteen in how many minutes? Uh, twenty-one. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's I mean, that's of, that is ridiculous. One of the most efficient games ever for an Auburn big man. But it, it, Dylan Carwell having a good game off the bench as well. He struggled early. Well, I mean, he picked up four fouls before you could blink, and then and had zip. He had no points, one rebound, and four fouls, and then and turned it on. Yep, he turned it on. Played really well in the second half. Very efficient. It's just Georgia has no answer. This is a Georgia team that is very much led by their top two guards. Terry Roberts, Kerry Oquendo, who really had a, had their way with Auburn in the first Yeah, they matchup. combined for 43 the first time the two teams played. And last night they combined for 17. 17. Here's yeah. the crazy stat. I mean, this this one, I, I thought the offensive rating might be the wildest stat from last night. This one also gets me. We talk about it when Auburn has had struggled in, in games this season. It's been these guards that can get to the basket or they can drive and they can mm-hmm. get their shot. First matchup. Terry Roberts scores uh, 26. 26. 26 yeah, Okendo had 17. He had, he had 12 two-point field goal attempts in that game. Last night he had one. He had one field goal attempt. Auburn's defense was designed and focused, get the ball out of the hands of Terry Roberts, pressure him, you know, be very aggressive on ball screens, do things to say, hey, somebody else is going to have to beat us. And the thing with Georgia is, outside of Terry Roberts and, and Kerry Oquendo, there, there aren't really – any great scorers or right. I mean honestly great players it's just not a very balanced roster at this point and so it was just like yeah the guys who are averaging six or seven and I can try to beat you these two guys right here are not going to get it and Auburn did such a good job defensively um and, and the fact that you know Georgia was it Georgia finishes the game hitting 14 or 15 threes and it yeah didn't I matter. mean it I, did not matter I mean they scored a ton of points and hit a lot of threes in the second half and it, it you know it wasn't like they weren't Contested at all. Georgia actually played pretty well in the second half, and Auburn still never could have beaten 15. them by thirty plus yep. if they, you know, if they'd really wanted to. Yeah, and, and so 
defensively, it's like it's a really good game. It was an awesome game plan. Uh, Bruce, after the game, gave a ton of credit to Stephen Pearl for the scout and the adjustments they made on defense. It was just make sure Terry Roberts and Cario Quinto don't beat you again. They did that, and then on the flip side of this uh, of that matchup is that you know where you have the edge, you have to take full advantage. And in this game, I mean, Bill, you didn't see it because you you weren't in there yet. But uh, how Auburn got their first three points of the game, so Georgia scores on the opening possession. Auburn comes back down the floor. Auburn misses four three pointers in one possession and gets oh, wow. an offensive rebound on all of them. Janai Broom finally puts it back with an and one. Mike White after the game said that set the tone. He said when when they get four offensive rebounds in the opening possession, they get two more really quickly after that. Mm-hmm. Said the fact that we they didn't have an answer for him in the paint. Auburn had forty eight points in the paint. I think Georgia had eighteen. Eighteen, yeah, I heard that one after the game. And so it was just they took advantage on the inside. They did a great job with that. Broom obviously is the key point of that. And on top of it, Alan Flanagan. Alan Flanagan, the best game that I've seen him have. Yeah. I, I think it was the best game of his career. I was Eight. trying to think if he, I was trying to think if I could ever remember as a sophomore him having a, a better game, but I don't know, more efficient. Eight, eight of ten. Eight of ten. Three of five, wasn't he, for three? He had never shot that high of a percentage in a game where he had at least ten attempts all season. Um, he was, you know, three of five from deep. Just physically, Georgia's wings could not match up with him. And then, I mean, I think Auburn just did a really, really good job uh, of, the, of that, you know, Wendell Green and Trey Donaldson both played really well. Yeah, I thought Wendell had one of his better games. Wendell had an excellent game, hit some big shots. Didn't turn the ball over. They go on that 17-0 run in the middle of the first half. He hits two big threes to end that one. I mean, just... And he had a couple of those that you got used to seeing last year where he'd bring it down. They back off of him, and he's 25 feet out and go, okay, here it is, boom. Yeah, Uh, six assists, just two turnovers. Trey Donaldson off the bench last night, I believe it was four assists, zero yep. turnovers from him. He had an open three. It's just, it was a complete balanced game of basketball. And you saw the difference in this game where it's like Georgia had a clear disadvantage down low and they're, and they're led, like they come and go with their two, their top two players. Uh, Auburn, a much more balanced team, a much tougher team on the inside. And it was just, it was just kind of effort and, and physicality early. And it just wore, wore Georgia down. Terry Roberts, by the way. Terry Roberts finishes with seven points. That's the first time in 14 games he hadn't scored in double figures. I mean, he has been – him and Brandon Miller had scored double digits in every SEC game this season. Those, those were the only two players in the league who could say that, and now it's just Miller because of because of what uh, um, Auburn did to Roberts last night. You were talking about, um, you know, Bruce crediting Steven last night. I mean, this is something that before this year we'd sort of gotten used to seeing. It's like the guy on the other team that – that you're that that they really go to Auburn had done a great job. It seemed like you just felt like oh it's going to happen. Whoever the top scorer is, Auburn's going to do a great job on them. Hadn't been able to do that as much this year, but last night, Did it last night. I mean, they absolutely were able to get it done. Yeah, and I think a lot of that with your guards this season is the fact that you just have smaller guards. Guys are able to shoot over them. Um, obviously, that's what Eric they Stevenson were, they, did. For they weren't any, they weren't any taller last year though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a really good point. <laughs> It's just I think that teams have kind of figured it out a little bit with them, but Auburn last night, I think they spent the last couple of days really, really working hard on this is how we're going to get the ball out of out of Terry Roberts' hands. He was so good and so effective in that first game, and it's just if he's not playing well, um, George is not playing well, and uh, that was that was obviously the the game plan, obviously the matchup they wanted to attack, and they did that. On top of it, it's you know. 
Not very many teams in the SEC have a six eleven big man who can score like like Jani no. can, and uh, just a really really effective rebounder. Um, like you said, he had eighteen rebounds in twenty one minutes. The stat I saw late last night was his rebounding rate was fifty point four percent in the game, which means half of every miss when he right. was on the floor for either team he got. He got that's. I mean that is that is absurd. Just elite. Um, he is a top five rebounder. On offense and defense in the SEC this year, I think he's number. I think only Oscar Shibway has more boards than him all season in the league. He is. He's just been super, super consistent. And even on the nights where he's not scoring 18, 19, 20 a game, um, he's been really good and really consistent for Auburn. And in case in point, last night, Jalen Williams only has four four points, and that's fine because of what you got from everybody else. Jalen also had like I think four or five assists in that right. game because I mean it's just that front court just was at such an advantage. And uh, all they had to do was kind of play inside out ball, and, and and they and they blew them out. And that was more of the team we thought Auburn was going to be all season long, and that was more of the Georgia team we thought we were going to see all season long. Right. And so credit to Auburn for for flipping it at home. I mean, you can say, hey, you know, you you, you beat them, um, you're at home and you're favored, so that's what what should happen. It's a 33 point swing from the first matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't you can't underestimate. Just how well Auburn really got got to work in in, in solving that matchup. Yep, ninety four seventy three was the uh, final last night. We'd love for you to join in. We're just getting underway. We'll talk some uh, football. I'll let you know what some of the coaches had to say today. As as really, we had the opportunity to meet the entire football coaching staff. Anything on your mind, though, sports wise? Come on in and join us here on the Thursday Drive. Now more of the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Thursday Drive, 22 minutes after 4 o'clock, here on this rainy, chilly Thursday. Hey, it's it's going to get colder. I, I checked. Uh, I, I was asking Alexa a while ago uh, just what the weather was going to be for the next couple of days. And she, I think she said tomorrow, high of 50 and low of 29. So uh, it's going to be a little cheerier. Hopefully the rain gets out of here before the weekend. But, uh, but again, I hope everybody doing well. Bill, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer. Before we get back to it, talk a little bit. Justin, as, as we were saying, there is a lot going on. Oh, yeah. uh, you've, got, you've got lots of content uh, and and info for folks there at the Observer. Yeah, absolutely. So you go to auburnobserver.com, uh, you check it out. It is a there's a whole lot of stuff uh, going on there on the website where uh, we've got uh, basketball, uh, we've got recruiting talk, we've got uh, football, um, a whole lot. Uh, we'll have a newsletter out tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to do something on uh, the defense. Uh, Jeremy Garrett, Ron Roberts, giving me some good answers today about just kind of. Pass rush and and just how how key that is and how you know, aggressive this defense is going to be, um, but yeah, I mean there's so much stuff. I had stuff pretty much every day, and like I said, I was in Mobile earlier this week um, with uh, Senior Bowl. I'm going to Knoxville this weekend for basketball. I'll be in A and M next week for early next week for basketball. Uh, it's just a ton and ton of stuff going on right now. Um, so we're putting out a newsletter or a podcast pretty much every day of the week. AuburnObserver.com, $6 a month or $60 a year to sign up and get everything we've got going on. We email it to you. And, uh, yeah, a lot of deep dives into football and basketball because there's been a whole lot of it. And uh, you were mentioning earlier, 
Auburn picking up commitments yesterday. Yeah, I wanted to talk about yesterday. It was a, a big day despite the fact that all you got was the official confirmation of Jeremiah Cobb. Yeah. Boy, but you got a lot you got a lot of talent for the future. Yeah, you get you get a uh you get a corner for twenty twenty four. Uh, Jaden Lewis out of Aniston, who's who, um, great. I mean, really fast. Uh, I think that's the first thing that pops out to him off of the page. And then you go right, you know, right down the road and get Malik Altry from from Opelika, who's a guy who, you know, had an offer from Georgia uh, after his eighth grade. After he was in the eighth grade. I mean, that's I mean, this. Wow. It's just insane how. Yeah. And he's, I believe, he's six six two eighty as a tenth grader. Yeah, uh, the, J, yeah, Jason was Jason was on yesterday and was saying, you know, he didn't. He realized he was big. Then he looked at the picture that that was there with the interview and said, oh, he's he's even bigger than I thought standing next to him. I mean, yeah, he's six six two six six two eighty two eighty five, and he hasn't turned sixteen yet. Yeah, it's it's they haven't rated. Just wait till he grows up. Yeah, they haven't rated these classes yet. Um, you know this 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 twenty five class, um, but I mean. You would imagine he's going to be pretty high up there because if you have, you know, a Georgia offer, Auburn. Yeah, it's not just the school, the local school that's offered him. I mean, no. if Georgia has, but Georgia goes after a guy. Kirby Smart goes after a guy before his freshman year. Yeah, they yeah. they know they know what they they know what's going on. And then on the basketball side, uh, Todd Pettiford, um, a, a monster pickup for Auburn basketball in the twenty twenty four class. Uh, he is going to be the third highest rated player Auburn has ever signed out of high school. Only behind Jabari, Jabari Smith and uh, Sharif Cooper, um, so that's. I mean, he's a five star. He's a consen- uh, composite five star. Um, Consensus four, but yeah, a composite but, five. But yeah. man, he's oh yeah, he's a high high if he's a four he's star. About, he's top twenty five in the country. Yeah, and uh, Auburn might not be done either uh, because tomorrow uh, LeBaron Filon, who I watched Tuesday night uh, at Mobile. Uh, when I was down there, yeah, Jason um, was talking about that too. Yeah. The crowd, he said, it was oh, just unbelievable. It was, it was, it was like incredible. The, game. He said, so like the, like the old days. Yeah, it was incredible atmosphere. But yeah, uh, LeBaron Filon um, is uh, announcing his commitment. I believe it's twelve thirty tomorrow, uh, and Auburn. You know, I think it's kind of up in the air where he ends up going. Uh, but I think Auburn is the presumed. Auburn like, has been on him pick, for a long, if, long time. If you had to pick a favorite, it's probably him. Um, he's a guy that's not. He's a little taller. Yeah. He's the taller. I mean, it's funny. Reminds me a lot of J.D. Davison. Yeah, well, that, that's, exa- that's exactly what Jason was saying. That just athletic can jump out of the gym. But uh, it's it's interesting. Pettiford, right now, may be the better shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, I mean, uh, Phylon is a, an unbelievable scorer. He knows how to, to, get, to get to the rim to score. I mean, he's averaging, averaging around 38 a game. Yeah, he's averaging around that's 30. seven a basketball. We we saw him. He got well. Here's the thing: he was on the road and he got called for charging four times in a in a, in a game on the road. So that'll tell you something. Yeah. Um but uh, yeah, he had an off night. He scored twenty five on a, on his off night. Yeah, it's just he's he's such a good player. Um, I think very. If you're looking for Auburn to like. Moving forward with their guards, having multiple guys who can handle the ball, who can create, who can get to the basket. Who's I mean, just you know, I think he can develop into a three point, uh, a solid three point threat. That's not his like. Compared He's shooting to, like thirty five, thirty six or something, right? Compared right to Pettiford, compared to obviously an Aiden Holloway, those guys are more kind of polished shooters or known for their shooting right right off the bat. Whereas I think this he is a slashing right. combo guard that, that you can really, really see um, why Auburn won him in. Number one player in the state of Alabama. 
Auburn doesn't get very many of those. It's any, yeah, yeah. It's, I wouldn't it's say any pretty more. rare. They don't get, they don't get the, rare. those. Period. No, you're yeah, absolutely right. You got to go back to like the the Austin Wiley, Danjel Purifoy of like the last and, time Auburn's got really those, big. And, and those guys, kids. you know, had to go away and come back. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, it's 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 a really. It, it, it's a really big time pickup if Auburn can end up getting them. Um, you're talking about a class that's already top five, could only can move up even higher. Yeah, you know, I think Filon would put Auburn in the top two. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I think you get Filon if you can get Filon. Patterford got Pey- Peyton Marshall in this class as well. Wow, that is uh, you land a one giant more. and 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 two guards. It'd be, be nice to have. I mean, they want a wing forward uh-huh. type, and they've got a number of options that they can go after. Obviously, I don't think they're not going to give up on Ace Bailey, even though he's committed to Rutgers. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a, a, a fantastic class in the in the making. We knew Auburn was going to go heavy in the twenty four class in basketball, and you know if if Phylon picks Auburn tomorrow, which again. I think it's up in the air, but like if you had to pick a favorite, it would probably be Auburn in, in this case. Just read the tea leaves there. But yeah, as you said, whoo. but as you said, it, it has been rare yeah. uh, for for Auburn to be able to to pluck the top player in the state. And he is he is he's the real deal. He's the real. Deal. It's hard to it's hard to average forty points a game. It just at any level you could be I, you could be I out can't there. Imagine, you could yeah. be out there. I don't care who you're playing against. And again, he's playing seven A basketball mm-hmm. um, and uh, played a really good played a really good blunt team. Uh, it's a, a good six A team uh, the other night on the road and what was a just a phenomenal atmosphere um, and so it was it was really fun but yeah big weekend for Auburn I think Walter White Walker White Walker, yeah. uh, sorry Walter White Walter White bad. was a, that was that was a fun uh, great show that's Breaking Bad I've done yeah. that, I've done that like five times now um, Walker White is announcing his commitment tomorrow and it'll be in Auburn Auburn's one of his finalists big quarterback in the twenty four class so. Um, both basketball and football, obviously, this time of year, just really hitting the ground running. But that's the thing with recruiting, man. Like you have to work ahead. Mm-hmm. It can't be. And and that was something that Hugh Freeze told us at the Senior Bowl earlier this week. Is like we're having to play from behind on some of these twenty four and twenty five kids, even because it's like you know, in order to get the best other people of the best, have had them in for junior days for the last year or two. Yeah, exactly. And so the fact that Auburn is able to get some guys in that maybe are, are committed somewhere else, or getting some guys in. Uh, and trying to play catch-up with them, I think is a really good sign. We'll get to our bottom-of-the-hour break. Just a quarter of the way done. Hey, don't forget, uh, an hour from now, we're going to be checking in with Zepp Jasper. Get his thoughts on the Tigers' big win last night. We'd love for you to join in on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Give us a call, 334-321-1390. Let's get back to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Thursday afternoon. Bill, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer. And uh, yeah, we we're uh, we'll get to the phones here shortly. I wanted to uh, quickly, Justin, just uh, wondered who of the the coaches that we had a chance to spend a little time with today uh, were, were you really interested in in hearing some of their comments? 
Yeah, I was I was really interested in uh, in, in Ron Roberts, uh, the coordinators, obviously, sure. just being the, yeah. That's the, the one. Higher. That's the ones I I left my recorder yep, just running here. for a long time. Same here. I got all all both of those guys. Um, really wanted to talk to Jeremy Garrett because I think he's he's one of the more impressive hires they made of maybe guys that you didn't really know about mm-hmm. uh, coming in. He's he's a he's a he's he's a pretty dynamic. I mean, he's a he's a uh, very personable guy. Very much so. Um, younger younger coach came over from Liberty. Um, has experience coaching in the NFL, which is which is uh, obviously something that that's always a plus. And uh, yeah, last season uh, Liberty was number three in the country in sacks. Um, and it's just like you know, I, I talked to him a, a good bit about like a, what what made that group so successful, and how do you try to translate that with with the guys you've got at Auburn? So we'll have we'll have something on that in the morning. I, I was really interested in uh, one of the things Ron Roberts said about. Um, Twenty percent havoc rate. Yes, twenty. He he wants a twenty percent havoc rate. That means one of every five plays. Yep. He would like to be, you know, a a, doesn't necessarily have to be a sack, but it's going to be a disruptive type play, a pass breakup, or a a tackle for loss, or a sack, or a pressure, or you know, something like that. Yeah, and uh, when do you hear him say the number from uh, from year before last? He said twenty seven percent. Yeah, I watched a uh, watched a clinic of his right after he got hired. um, That was up that that I found, and uh, it's all about his his philosophy on creating pressure and he was like yeah like our our best defense that 21 defense at Baylor he, they, they were just coming off of that season where it was just like that was the key to their success mm-hmm. and I think he had a really good philosophy about being multiple and it's like look you, these days you can't just sit back in the same base defense unless unless you have unless you players. have the better players and, yeah. I, and I always go back to that because it's like okay well who has the better players Georgia and Alabama that's right watch Georgia and Alabama um, because they do a lot of creative stuff on defense, and if you don't believe me, let's just go back to the fact that the guy who was Alabama's defensive coordinator last few years, now will miss his defensive coordinator, worked under Ron, uh, Ron Roberts, Delta State, uh, and you know Dave Aranda. There's so many good coaches that worked under Ron Roberts, mm-hmm. so a lot of what he has done with simulated pressures and creepers and stuff like that, we've seen even the best of the best do that. So yeah, like. Yeah, gone are the days where you can just say this is what we do and we're just going to be right. really really good at it. Auburn doesn't have that talent edge, but I think it's even something to point out that like even the teams that have those talent advantages, they don't sit. You back need and, to disrupt. You can't oh, just yeah. uh, just say okay, we're going to stop you. Watch how many times Georgia gets gets after the quarterback mm-hmm. uh, and gets a pressure with only sending four. But it's the fact; it's how they send for and how they disguise it, and how they and how they how they um, you know simulate stuff. I think is just it's what makes them so effective. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We'll get to the Kia of Auburn hotline now. And Jim is up first. Hey, Jim. Bill, I heard y'all talking about the baseball game last night, and uh, I just want to bring up something that I hadn't heard uh, anybody talk about. Y'all or Andy or anybody? Uh, the passing. It reminds me back. Four or five years ago when uh, uh, Jared Harper and Bryce Brown were here, I mean, the passing was just crisp. There's no hesitancy about it and everything. And to me, that's what stood out last night. And I just hope that's something we can build on uh, on these tough road trips we got coming up because, uh, you know, we're going to need, need that to get these guys wide open like that. That's, that. that's the main thing I saw last night. That's a great point. And, and Bruce Pearl has said it the last few games where he's like, you know, the big thing for them is let's run a play before we turn it over or before we 
toss up a shot that's a, that's a bad. Or don't shot. just bring the ball down, dribble it, and hold it. You and, know, uh, I mean yeah. that's that's something Run we saw something. for a game or two. And we've seen this team; they're slower, they're a lot slower paced than they have been over the last few years. But what they're able to do is, I think they've gotten better as they've gotten here in SEC play. They're running good half court stuff. Guys know where to go with the ball, and it's yeah, it's you're scheming dudes open and and reading and reacting. And then when they that gives you the confidence that when you do have the opportunity to run, you can throw some, some you know some more aggressive passes, do some stuff in transition. That's very effective. But yeah, I mean five turnovers in a game where I mean a game against anybody in the SEC that is really really tough. And moving forward, Tennessee on Saturday, best defense in America. They're going to try to really, really pressure you. So you hope, like you said, Jim, you hope that Auburn can really continue to build off of that. Yeah, Doc, I mean, what Auburn has, and and Justin mentioned it a while ago, I mean, you've got a couple of big guys that pass the ball well, too. Jalen Williams is an outstanding um, distributor of the ball, and, and we've seen Janai lead the team in assists, and, and Allen uh, is, is, is good as well. So you've got... You, know, you can put five guys on the court that are good passers, and that's something that Auburn needs to take advantage of. Well, that's the thing that stood out to me. And, I mean, you look back when Jared and Bryce were here. I mean, time after time, we're getting guys wide open for threes and just wide open for other kind of good shots and all. And, and to, to me, that's, uh, that's, that's the main thing. And I, I don't know whether we play like that on the road or not. I mean, I know it's going to be tough. I know Tennessee got the crap beat out of them yeah, down they did. last night. So, you, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the importance of it is the way you play the game. And, uh, I mean, we, we're great at home. Ain't no question about that. But, uh, I, I, I like to see us be a little bit more competitive on, on the road and not get behind so dead gum far at the half. That's, that's what's killing us uh, on the road. Well, you know, that's what they had done, though, for the two games before Texas A&M. Yeah. That was what was so unusual. Is, I mean, they jumped out, and, and I don't know that they trailed in those two games. The LSU and yeah. South Carolina games. Now, probably the two worst teams uh, in the I SEC. I know, I know, but still. Yeah. That's what, you're, that's what you would hope you but could you do. But saw, you saw it last night in, in um, the Tennessee-Florida game. Florida got off to a huge start against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Tennessee, awesome defense, still kept the score relatively down. But they, they were in such a hole early with their offense that they never seemed to kind of fully recover, and Florida ended up pulling away. So, uh, yeah, for Auburn, it's like you cannot fall behind against this Tennessee team because they will smell blood and attack, especially with it with that crowd that they have in Knoxville. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big advantage to them. Well, anyway, um, five turnovers, I'll take that any day. And, uh, you know, uh, with uh, uh, Allen playing as well as he has, you know, that, that kind of gives us some hope for down the stretch because oh, we yeah. don't need it. Mm-hmm, no question. All right, boys. Y'all have a good one. Take care, Doc. Thanks for the call. See you. Mm, bye-bye. This is, uh, this is a game for Auburn coming up against Tennessee where it's just like, all right, how much, how, much have, how much of the things that you can control and how much of the things that you have done on your own can you carry into a game where you know you're going to get more pressure, you're going to get more, you know, it's going to be a more physical Place game. The place is going to be going crazy. I mean, them oh. coming off a loss. Yeah, I am. I am. So so excited! Oh, you haven't ever been to Thompson Bowling? Oh, I did. I went. Oh, okay. I went last year, first okay. time there, and so I and, and I knew when it, when Auburn came up that they were going back there again this year. I was like, I gotta go to that one for that sure. Place is a madhouse. Man. Yeah, and it's it's so so good. Um, uh, but yeah, and Auburn's got to do a good job of handling it because West Virginia was the best environment they had played in all uh-huh. year. Fell behind early. Cannot afford to do that no. because you had that comeback against West Virginia's defense. 
uh, uh, last Saturday, you're not going to be able to do no, that, that against that's Tennessee. Nowhere near like Tennessee's. Sorry, but you, what, you were saying there are a few places you hadn't been, right? Uh, so after this, so after this season, hopefully um, by the end of the regular season, the only one I will have left to hit in the SEC, well, two. Um, is Missouri Arena, but also Bud Walton. I've never been to Bud Walton, and I really Ooh, want to go to yeah, Bud Walton. no kidding. Um, but, yeah, going to I'm going to cross A&M off the list next week, uh, going to Memorial Gym uh, for the Vandy game, and then uh, you got yeah, everything. That's, that's the weird one. That, it really is. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, uh, and, and you have to go to the corners and climb up. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe they put an elevator or something uh, well, in there now, but it used to be unbelievable. And then uh, yeah, first ever tri- first ever trip to Rupp coming up this year as well. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, so Missouri and Arkansas, two of the tougher ones to get to in the league yeah. for sure, are on my, on my list. No disrespect to Missouri Arena, um, I would much rather just want to go to Bud Walton because I just haven't been um, been to Arkansas plenty of times, but for football season. So looking forward to that. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe ne- next season, hopefully, is when I can be able to cross that off. Speaking of travel, um, wanted to mention in case folks, you know, not, I don't know, not everyone who, who listens to this is on, is online, uh, as I am or other people are, but, um, it was reported this afternoon that Auburn is going to go to the Maui, not this upcoming season, but the next one. Yeah. Today. You were asking Marcus Davis about Hawaii. Yeah. And, you know, 2024. Yeah. 2024 Auburn is set to uh, play Hawaii. You know, we asked Bruce Pearl about this this afternoon. He couldn't confirm anything at this point. Uh, you know, officially on the Auburn side, you're probably not going to hear anything until the field is is, right. is set, set in stone. Uh, but this is from. But if you've got an invite, you are going to accept it. Yeah, and Bruce did say, I will give him, give him credit because Bruce is always very honest with these. We have been working on it. We right. had, and it's like what year? Um, it's going to be the eighth and final team in the 2024 Maui. This is from John Rothstein. Uh, who, if you know anything about college basketball, John Rothstein doesn't sleep. He just reports college basketball news all day. He says uh, Auburn's going to be the eighth and final team of the 2024 Maui Invitational, according to multiple sources. Rest of the field, by the way, North Carolina, UConn, Michigan State, Memphis, Iowa State, Colorado, and Dayton. Bring on the the commits, the future commits, and add somebody else. I mean, Auburn's got a chance. I mean, it's, uh, Auburn's going to be good. But, I mean, yeah. you look at the guys they're adding for that 24 season, look at the freshman class that you're going to be taking out there. Oh, and, and by that point in the in the cycle, um, you know, you might be able to say by then you could have like a junior, well, we'll see how they go, a, ju- a junior. junior Chance Westry or uh-huh. Yohan Trey or yep. Trey Donaldson be able to yeah, add that to Sophomore Aiden Holloway. You know. Woo! Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it should be good. They should, they should be really, really good. And that's what I keep saying about this team. It's just like this year, obviously, this is not a championship caliber team at this point however they are second in the sec tied for second in the league right now um and it hasn't been like the high highest this isn't peak auburn basketball but this is you know when you're down year quote unquote can be a team that's currently right now 17 and 5 yeah yeah and and projected to be a six seven seed in the ncaa tournament at the moment that just shows you how far this program has gone and um you know i think i think auburn's done a really really good job of this season Managing the fact that they don't have NBA first round talent on the on the roster right now, but still winning games because of it, I do think in the next couple of years you're going to get back to having more of those kind of guys. You you think you're going to be seeing? And by the way, one more side note: uh, Walker Kessler had an insane game last night. Um, he uh, let me see if I can pull up the stat. Yeah, how about the fact that he, I mean it's great. He and Jabari are both in the Rising Stars game. Yes. Uh, Walker Kessler last night for the Jazz, 17 points, 14 rebounds, 7 blocks 
on 8 of 10 shooting. He was the first player with that stat line since Dwight Howard in 2009. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty pretty good uh, rookie year Nomi- thus far. Both him and Jabari were nominated for Rookie of the Month this month in the NBA. They Both of them just missed out. Uh, in the Western Conference, um, I can't. Remember, I think it might have been Keegan Murray who ended up getting it, but uh, yeah, I mean, both those guys playing extremely low. But Walker is just oh, it's beyond anybody's he's out, wildest expectations he's for out, what he's doing right now. He's outplaying the guy that that the that the Timberwolves traded the house for to you know, including him to get. It's it's, it's, it's wild to watch. We need to get to our final break of hour number one. Terry, hang on. You'll be up when we come back here on the Thursday Drive. Live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final segment of hour number one of The Drive. And let's get right to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Terry's been hanging on for a while. Hey, Terry. Hey, Bill. Hey, Justin. How are y'all driving? How y'all doing? Doing well. Doing well. How are you? Good. Fantastic. Um, guys, great performance last night. Amazing play. Although, Georgia's probably one of the five worst teams in this league. Oh, I mean, sure. I don't, I don't, I don't quite put them with Vanderbilt and Ole Miss and South Carolina uh, but I think they're in that Arkansas Mississippi State crowd. Yeah, they they've come back down to earth. They got off to a really good start in SEC yep. play, and I think it's just kind of caught up with them. Um, I think teams have really gotten to the book on Terry Roberts at this point, and uh, it's really really affected them. They've I think it's four. They've lost four out of their last five now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're kind of crashing back down to where we thought they were going to be. But yeah, yeah, bottom half team of the league. They just took care of business against a team that. Honestly, I had no business losing to the first time around. So this time, this time they really took right. t- took care of it. I don't get your thoughts. I think Auburn has got the potential to walk into a hornet's nest on Saturday in Knoxville. Oh, uh, oh, oh! Absolutely. I had somebody last night going, "Hey, you think it's good that Tennessee lost?" And I went, "No, no not, no, not for the next team playing them." I don't think. Nope. I mean, if we, if we go in that game, you guys were talking about style of play. If we go in that game, window green starts heaving up twenty six foot jumpers. We're going to get beat by thirty. Oh yeah, I mean this has got to be a game where you got to play under control. You got to value every possession because Tennessee's going to make you value every possession. Their defense is one of the be- they're the best in the country this year. They're they're one of the best we've seen in college basketball in a while, just statistically. Auburn needs to keep playing through the big guys too. Absolutely, and and that's the thing about they're big. You know they they're big uh, up front for sure. Um, but that's a good matchup to play, and I, I do think if there is something to keep an eye on in this game uh, that could help Auburn a little bit is the fact that Tennessee's backcourt is not as huge as some of the the teams that Auburn's played recently. Viscovi and um, uh, Zakai Ziegler are a little bit on the smaller end, so they will not be towering over the likes of Wendell Green and Zepp Jasper, Katie Johnson, yeah, read, and those guys. You read my mind there, Justin. I was just going to ask you um, – how they are lengthwise, because that seems to give Wendell and those guys a lot of trouble. Yeah. I know that the guys like at Texas A&M and other places like yep. that, it just gives him a lot of trouble, because he's, what, 5'9"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's He's officially listed at 5'10 or 5'11, but it's closer to 5'9 in, in reality, for sure. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think 3 through 5, Tennessee's as big and as long as athletic as you're going to find anywhere in the country. 1 and 2, though, they are quick more than they are you know, lengthy and, and, and tough. Now, they're good players. Ziggler... I mean, Ziggler's been one of the best point guards in the league all year. Viscovi is Viscovi. He's, he's, he's just a well, well grizzled he's a veteran. Gri- I was gonna, absolutely grizzled is, about, is exactly what I was going to say. Of, of SEC basketball. But, yeah, this is, is 
you you got to hold your own if you're Alan Flanagan and, of course, the front court in this matchup because Tennessee's going to be really, really tough there. Is it just me or does it seem like he's been there forever? It does. It is. Yeah, he, he's been there for a while, especially nowadays when you have guys transferring pretty much every year and they're moving around. Yeah. But yeah, he is—he's one of it's him and Colin Castleton at Florida that are the two that you're just like, "Dadgum, they are still playing there." Uh, and that it is kind of—it <laughs> is kind of funny to think about. Who do you think he is, Rex Chapman? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying when I was a kid. I mean, this is obviously early, early late nineties, early two thousand. It felt like when I was a kid that Matt Bonner played at Florida for like seventeen years, and I feel like I yeah, feel like Viscovi's going to be that, and Castleton's going to be that for this generation. Every every team. Yeah, hey, you think Castleton could come back again, but for a COVID year next year? I think he has the ability I think to. He yeah, could. he too, and <laughs> and he'd be the one to do it. Honestly, just with the way yeah. his style is compared to what the NBA looks at him at. Appreciate it, guys. You have a good day. All right. Yeah, I could see Castle and Sheboy doing it. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> we were talking during the break. I wanted to mention, we, we mentioned so many good players last night. I didn't mention Katie Johnson. No, uh, no, you're right. I mean, especially friends. the last game and a half, I thought, has been as good, probably the best he's played all year. How about this? Katie Johnson is averaging less than a turnover per game in SEC play this year. Um, They've all come in bunches then. Yeah. Alan Flanagan also one turnover per game in SEC play. He had seven or eight against Mississippi yeah. State. He's been really good taking care of the ball. Oh, yeah, last night. I mean, last night was, I mean, the, the best stat line. You're right. It had to be the best game of his career. Eight of ten, three of five, no turnovers. <laughs> yeah, with your veterans – you can't expect him to be awesome every single game, but I think one of the keys for Auburn, especially when it comes to taking care of the ball and not turning it over, the key for them recently has been um, can your veterans play like veterans? Can, can, you, can you guys who have played two, three, four years of college yeah. basketball show it uh, out there on the court? And I think you, you've definitely seen that with these guys. And Katie and Allen, they did a really good job of, of, of making sure that it's like, hey, let's, get, let's work for a good shot. Let's, let's work, work the ball. Bruce said it last night. It's been a key in practice for in the last last few days where it's like they get in transition or they're running and they're like, look, this is not a good shot. This is not a good situation to, to drive. Let's pull, hey, let's pull it out, work on it, value it. And, and it's a game. Again, Auburn plays a slower offensive pace, a much slower offensive pace than usual this year. They scored 94 points last night. I mean, it's, I think it was 94 points on 61 or 62 possessions. I mean, that is – that's a, that's an efficiency that oh, like very few teams absolutely. can ever touch. They averaged a point and a half per possession in the second half, which I mean, the best offenses in college basketball year in a year, I'd average about like one point two, one point three per possession. I mean, this was elite, elite, elite offense. Um, and, and it comes back to the fact you just value your possession. You don't mm-hmm. have to shoot awesome, but if you're a great offensive rebounding team and you take care of the ball, you can make up for a lot of those deficiencies. Hour number one of the uh, drive is is gone because the music's playing right there. Don't forget, coming up in hour number two, we'll talk with Zepp Jasper. Tiger takes at the bottom of the hour. But other than that, phone lines are wide open. We, we welcome your calls, questions, comments as we head into hour number two here on the Thursday Drive. ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika.
Sports Center. I'm Doug Brown. Super Bowl 57 is still 10 days away, so that leaves plenty of time for stories like this one. Giants safety Julian Love talking about Eagles coach Nick Sirianni today on the NFL Network's Good Morning Football. You know, he's a guy who really is doing a great job because he's not getting his in the way of his team. He has an experienced roster from top to bottom, offense, defense. You see this stuff, though? Like, what's your reaction as a player and that guy's doing that? I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I mean, he's... He's in for a free ride right now. You guys can coach this team. Julian Love of the Giants reacting to Sirianni's expressions during the Eagles' decisive divisional round win over the Giants. ESPN's Adam Schefter reports former Broncos head coach Vic Fangio will be the new defensive coordinator for the Dolphins. Fangio is working as a defensive consultant for the Eagles this season. American League batting champ Luis Arise wins his arbitration case. He'll get $6.1 million this season from the Marlins. The Twins traded Arise to Miami back in January. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? And one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com careers and apply online today. The sports capital of Alabama. This is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in to hour number two of the Thursday Drive. Hope everybody doing well, staying relatively dry on what has just been a, uh, a, a nasty day. Just chilly and wet. Uh, so be careful if you're out and about. I mean, the roads can be slick in this. There's not any danger of icing or anything, but there could be, you know, some slick spots. So be, be careful if you're out and about. Welcome into hour number two of the Thursday Drive. It's Bill Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer. Dan will be back Monday. Uh, I believe they, they play tonight against Texas State and then Saturday against Louisiana Lafayette. So uh, uh, they will be back Monday. It's all by bus, too. That was the thing. They were going to fly out there, Justin, mm. but because of the weather in uh, oh, yeah, Dallas-Fort Worth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they had to take a bus. So he's hoping, been he's he's been gone. That is a long bus ride. Hoping everything can clear out from Texas because I'm going there next week. I would hope I would hope I'll be able to fly in next week. Yeah, you never know about. It. I mean, ice and and cold out out there uh, this time of year during the winter. It can it can be uh, brutal out there. But yeah, looking forward to uh, to you know getting out there and yeah, hopefully everything goes well with. Uh, with Dan and the gang and and everyone, you know, obviously a lot of a lot of road tripping happening. Going to Knoxville tomorrow. I know the good number of Auburn fans trying to make it up there as well. So, hope everybody uh, stays safe this week. How many especially. tickets do you think Auburn got? I don't know. That's a great question. Uh, it's a it's was a, a decent decent amount of red I saw last night in the arena. And yeah. I was I was a little surprised at that. Good. Uh, it was. A, it's supposed to be a sellout uh, for Tennessee, and I'm I mean, sure. that's such a huge arena. Yeah. Um, so. But uh, yeah, big, big, uh, big weekend coming up, and and obviously Auburn, 
you know, you feel you feel pretty good. You go, you're going into these two road games for the big one against Alabama. You just feel good if you if you take one of these next two. You, you, no, you're you feel, absolutely right. You, you feel really good about where you set up. Get a, just get a get a road win. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you know, we'll see. Bruce Pearl hinted at the possibility that if Auburn you know hangs hangs tough here. Uh, these next couple of games, they hinted at the possibility of uh, of Auburn um, could be hosting college game day next week, just because of how big uh, Auburn Alabama could be. Oh yeah, uh, next Saturday uh, will be will be one of the best big games in college basketball for sure. Next Saturday, no matter where Auburn or Al- how Auburn or Alabama do these next two games. Yeah, because uh, Alabama had fallen from two to four. Tennessee moved up to two, but Tennessee loses last night. Tennessee so. loses last night, um, and Alabama absolutely. Uh, I know Vandy. I know Vandy is is not very good, but uh, fifty seven point to, conference to win lose the way Alabama did at Oklahoma and then turn around yeah. and just it looked like it didn't even happen. I mean that 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 shows you a lot about the team. They're 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 really really good. Obviously, they're ex- they're very very talented. H- halfway point in SEC play, they're the class of the league right now. Nine zero, and then at this point for Auburn. The two teams you are currently tied with in second place, you play them these next two games on the road, and it's like... And this this is really big. I mean, you want to stay in the top four if you can yeah. for the SEC tournament, and you've got a three-way tie for second. Then you got two more teams. you got Florida and Kentucky just a game back. Yeah, Auburn's going to be really glad that they have that head-to-head over Florida this year. Yep. And then you, you I mean, oh, it's so easy. You just got to go to Rupp and win. That hasn't That's happened all. in... in forever uh for auburn but uh yeah no i mean it's it, it's gonna be a really fun race um i do think i was looking at a projected uh top you know projected bracket that five spots not terrible this year as well uh depending on how things kind of shake out yeah uh in, in, in the tournament so but yeah that double buy getting a top four spot would be good yeah auburn's seven and two heading into the half at the halfway point uh, I mean, if you win, if you win more, if you win the majority of your last nine, how tough this back nine is for oh. Auburn. Um, oh, if you go five and four and finish twelve and six, you're it's awesome, yeah. awesome record. Four and five, you know, you would, you know, would be one of those things where you need to pick off somebody you're not supposed to be. Well, you got what? You got Vandy? Is it Ole Miss? Vandy and Ole Miss and Missouri at home are going to be the yeah. ones where Auburn will be projected to win. Although I would say Missouri, Missouri's going to be tough. Missouri's not going to be a slouch at all. Uh, and then, yeah, it's just can you beat A and M on the road? I think it's definitely possible. We saw Arkansas. We saw Arkansas come in this week and and beat uh-huh. uh, beat beat A and M at Reed Arena. Um, and then, yeah, it's just like Tennessee is going to be brutal no matter where you play them. Alabama's going to be brutal no matter where, where you play them. And then, obviously, uh, Kentucky and Rupp. But um, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like Saturday. For Auburn, it's just, you. T- you got to take one game out. It's, it's college basketball, you know. Uh, no one would have thought Alabama was going to get blown out by Oklahoma last no, week. No, who thought Tennessee was going to get pounded by Florida last night? And who thought that you know Kentucky, as poorly as they were playing at the time, goes into Knoxville and wins? They're the only team that's really yeah. had any sort of success in uh, Thompson Bowling this year. On top of that. South Carolina. Yeah, I was going to say nobody in the team. world yeah, would the, have ever thought South Carolina would beat Kentucky the in Lexington. Team, the worst team in the SEC this year going in there. So it's just, I mean, it's, it's Scott's basketball, and it's the thing. It's that you know, without a like. You're elite of the elites in college basketball this year. Alabama, Tennessee are among them, but they have shown in the past week like anybody's capable of losing to anybody. Yep. You got to enjoy the ride if you're an Auburn fan um, at, at this point because uh, Auburn's going to have to Auburn's got to play well as an underdog here. But again, they have set themselves up seven and two to start SEC play. The way the bubble's going to be, the way that the tournament field looks out, you know, as long as Auburn doesn't collapse down the stretch, they should be in a really good spot. But I mean, they could they could walk out here. I mean, 
top four seed is up for grabs. And I mean, honestly, with the way the second half of the season shakes out, if Auburn catches fire, I mean, number two in the league, it's still very much. They can play like they did. If they play like they did last night, and I know it's Georgia, and Georgia's not the best team in the conference. But I mean, so, so what did you do? Value the basketball the way they yeah. did. You know, be efficient. All your, all your, all, all the stuff that you did that has nothing to do with what the opponent did. Like if you keep that up, I mean. You have three games where you're favored. I I think Auburn could win two or three more on sure. top of that. Um, the the team that played in the second half against West Virginia, and the team that played last night against Georgia, that team can win about five or six more this year. I I, I totally believe that. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That's the Kia of Auburn hotline. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And here we are in hour number two, which is brought to you by the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika. Um, we're about to get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. We will talk more. Uh, I'll get more of Justin's thoughts. and We'll talk about some of the comments from the Auburn football staff today because we had an opportunity to uh, really to meet the entire, um, you know, the, the full coaching staff, Hugh Freeze and his assistants, both offensively and defensively. Spent time, we got about uh, 45 minutes or so with the offensive and defensive sides, and then in between, a half an hour with uh, Coach Free. So we can, we'll talk about that as well. We'd love for you to join us. Anything on your mind, sports wise, and let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Mitch is up first. Hey, Mitch. Hey, guys. Yeah. Uh, staying dry down here. It's uh, not supposed to hit us till, I think, uh, after midnight, but I saw the radar up there. Yeah, you guys are going to have rain. Seems like till sometime tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, uh, so, uh, uh, kind of chilly up there. It's about seventy-two here. No rain yet, but uh, oh, nice. oh, I did, I, I did see the first signs of uh, of pollen though down here. Uh, oh wow, man, that's early. Yeah. That, that is really early. early. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, actually, I saw it when we first moved down here. And we're living on Eglin Air Force Base. I think in late June. I had some pollen on my vehicle, and I was like, wow, that is really early. But, yeah, really early. Yeah, I already seen some, I'm pretty sure it's on the pine trees. But, uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah, Bill, you scared me off on minus 12 last night. But Yeah, well, I don't blame you. It, it did. It, 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 <laughs> I was worried about it. Um, I'm yeah. glad it went the other way. Yeah. Well, I did I did take the over, though. Okay. Which, which they, they got that pretty easily. I was. I mean, it was one forty-one and a half, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know how's Auburn going to play." I mean, you know, they could score sixty-five, or they could score eighty-five. Well, they scored what ninety, ninety-four, ninety-four, yeah, ninety-four. Yeah, and 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 actually, you know, when they were up pretty big, and Georgia was hitting those three pointers, I was sitting there just like, "Score, score, score!" Because I've got the over. They were hitting some threes. Now they really were. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, they were. I mean, it was a bit very. Very great game last night. Enjoyed watching it and listening to Andy and the coach. Um, um, but uh, I I think I'm going to have to agree with Terry. I thought about the same thing because I watched a little bit of the – I had a split screen for a little while. I had Tennessee and Florida on, on one side uh, with no sound. And then, well, I had no sound on either one of them because I listened to Andy. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Tennessee losing last night to Florida. I was like, ooh, that's probably not going to be good for Auburn and – Thompson Bowling Arena holds about I don't know about twenty five thousand twenty four plus yeah I mean yeah. Uh, and 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 you know it's funny because I remember a few years ago when they were 
you know, uh, complaining that it was too big, they'd never be able to fill it again. That, uh, uh, but uh, just has shown that you win, win big, you can fill it up. Right, right, yeah. Because I mean, I'm, we could never. My dogs are barking at something. I'm sorry. Well, they want to be on the air. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, I, I do remember that because I remember when they built that thing, you know, and it was you know twenty four thousand plus, and you know Auburn, you know, is uh, you know downsized, so it's more right on top of the court and everything and yeah i remember when yeah the, the, they they couldn't fill it and but now well, yeah when you when you're good you know uh, i guess you can fill it out now i don't know now do you think bill if, if we had an arena as well as we've been doing lately if we had an arena that held i don't know over twenty thousand, if we could fill it no um uh, not not on a regular basis i think weeknights would be really tough because you have to rely on you know Columbus, Montgomery, Birmingham, Atlanta to try to do that. I think you'd fill yeah. it for a lot of the games uh, when you're when you're winning winning big. But I I just, I, I think uh, I think it's just about perfect. It could stand to be maybe a few thousand. Yeah, fourteen, yeah. fifteen. But I, I don't know that I don't know that I that I'd think that you'd want twenty. Yeah, all the time because then when you didn't, it would look you know it would look bad. It look you'd For see sure. too many empty seats. Right, right. I mean, I mean, I mean, I like, I mean, I like the setup we got now. now what is what is our arena? We, we need now? about four or five, about ninety-seven or eighty-seven, oh, eighty-seven, eleven. Al, uh, what is Al, it? Auburn's? Yeah, ninety-one, twenty-one, ninety-one, twenty-one. Okay, my bad. The eighty-seven is Jordan here. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, there need. I tell you what, there could be there could be quite a few more thousand for next Saturday. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> for the Alabama oh, game next Saturday. Oh, 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 definitely. I'm I'm curious. I may have to just go on StubHub and see how much those tickets are going for. I mean, they're probably going to be That's pretty it. steep. But yeah, it's it, it's pretty tough. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the other thing. That is. Uh, it's going to be a pretty big weekend because uh, Friday night Auburn's got LSU and gymnastics, and that's if you know mm-hmm. anything about gymnastics, LSU has had a insane crowd all year long. So, yeah, I mean, this is that next weekend would be the one where Auburn probably, if we had a few more thousand yeah. seats, it would have it would have been nice. But you know, like you said, it's the way it's set up and having everybody kind of on top of you, it, it, it does play. And there's not a bad seat. Not there's bad really seat not a bad place. seat in the place. Right, right, and 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 I'm glad you brought up gymnastics because doesn't Auburn go to Tuscaloosa on Friday? And I don't they do. They, I don't think have they ever won in Tuscaloosa. I mean, if they had it's probably. I don't know. I don't think they've ever won there. They've beaten them. They haven't beaten them many times. But they've beaten the, them a few yeah. times, and and they've all happened. But I in think Auburn they've all happened here. Auburn's Auburn higher ranked than they are this year. Yeah, it's it's that'll be a really really fun meet tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I believe that one is. I think last week I had to watch him. Against NC State on the uh, on the computer, but I'm, I'm sure this one will probably be on the SEC network. But uh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, hey Bill, uh, you guys were at Big Mike uh, uh, yesterday. yesterday. Uh huh. Yeah, I think I, I think you know when when you guys are at Big Mike's on Wednesdays, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, cook steak for dinner on Wednesday nights when you guys are at Big Mike's just to celebrate Big Mike's. And, sure, well, uh, I'm sure. I feel like part of the <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe make some appetizers and stuff like that, but. Uh, but yeah, I did I did check their website and yeah, they're a, a big town steakhouse in in, in small towns and Defuniac uh, Springs has got the population, you know, because I checked some of the other places. There's Big Mike's and there's a couple that have less population than Defuniac. So somebody put a Big Mike's down here and, and I'm pretty sure the tourists would would love it, especially right there on 331 that goes right to the beach. Oh yeah, 
Absolutely. <laughs> all right. That's all I got, guys. War Eagle. All right. Talk to you soon. Appreciate the call, Mitch. I had a chill go up my spine when I heard the words the word the word three thirty one. I was like, Man, I hadn't thought about that road in forever. <laughs> I talking about talking about home right there. Oh yeah. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We need to get to our first break. Tie the tiger. Hold on. You're up first when we come back here on the Thursday Drive. The drive continues. 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 The drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334 321 1390. Toll free at 888 382 7502. Or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Thursday afternoon. About to be evening. Let's get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline. Ty the Tiger is up next. Hey, man, how's it going? Uh, what's going on, guys? Oh, man, just uh, uh, enjoying it. There's a, a lot of stuff to talk about. It's been uh, been a fun last couple of days. Yeah, I wanted to get on the game last night, but real quick, you know, I think one of the coolest debates and just, you know, it's it's funny, really, when you think about it, it right now going on is, is you know, can Bama claim Jalen Hurst? And I know y'all talked about it a couple <laughs> times, but uh, I w- do y'all do y'all follow uh, Funny Man Johnson? I've seen him. I don't follow him. Okay, you got to go look him up because they did a they did an interview on 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 Sports Center this morning with Jalen Hurts' dad, and you know he's a coach, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's sitting in his office, and, you know, he's got a little shelf over there, and the whole shelf's just Jalen Hurts, this, that, and the other. And at the very top, he's got a Oklahoma helmet. And in the middle of the debate, or in the middle of the interview, somebody grabs the Oklahoma helmet and puts the Bama helmet That's pretty good. That's pretty so good. Funny. It's so funny, man. I love, I love messing with Bammers about that, man. It's just hilarious. But anyway, you got to check that out. But anyway. About last night's game, man, um, what I'm ready to see is I think we have a better shot against Tennessee at home than we do Texas A&M the next game. Mm. The reason why I say that, if you've not watched, we struggle when we play long, big guard teams. Not only that, the big guards eat us alive. I think they're averaging like 24 25 points a game if the guard is over like 6-6. And that's what I'm I'm waiting to see. Again, Tennessee's got smaller guards. A&M, we, know, we saw them. We know them. They're bigger and, and, and you know, faster. or Not faster, but they're bigger than, than, than Tennessee, what they have. Um, you know, man, playing at home is tough for anybody. I don't care who you are. Alabama found that out this weekend. Auburn found that out this weekend. Um, and you see what the, the game looked like difference between us at Georgia and then us at, you know, at home versus Georgia. I mean, that was the same team. They, they, none of their players are hurt or, you know, didn't play that played in the first game, did it? Uh, no, I don't think, I don't believe so. I don't think so. Yeah, I didn't think so either. What I'm saying is that same team that, you know, beat us, I think, by nine. Um, George, yeah, Georgia won by 12. Uh, won by 12. Uh, Allen was, Allen wasn't full speed, was he? Yeah, he was. He had a decent game that okay. game. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was a 33-point yeah. swing, was, though, Yeah, between the two games. I was trying to think if there was. But you, you look at what KD did last night, Green, Flanagan. I mean, we just got to have that on the road. 
Um, and we got to have that consistently. Um, you know, this team doesn't have somebody who keeps stepping up each game besides really Broom, you know. I mean, and if you notice that the games that Broom don't have a good, there's yeah. no chance for our guards to play good. Yeah. I mean, it's just too much pressure on them. Um, so, you know, kind of just waiting to see that consistency, guys, and, and to see that, you know, uh, these next, these next, um, these next three ball games, man. I mean, you come out of this two and one, or oh, you throw, you go two and uh, one these next, these next oh. three games. You're in, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're throwing you, a party. You, ju- you jumped into the top ten, probably. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, or, or you're, or so, you're pushing it. And I mean, you know, just that being said, I mean, and it's, uh, and it's just up to Auburn. You know, I mean, well, I think we've got the, I think we've got good enough play. It's just can we put it together? Um, but I mean, you know, hey, it, it's uh, you know, it, it's still going to come down to to March. You know, oh, yeah. we've had we've had teams like this where we've looked like this and then turned around and, and turned it on in March. Uh, we've had teams that look ten times better than this and couldn't turn on a and struggled in March. In March. You know oh I mean? yeah, uh, last year. Bill, uh, Bill obviously remembers this, but I mean, when when I we were doing radio every day, or I was um, the Final Four season. I mean, we got calls all the time about how bad Auburn had been Oh, what's going and, on? What and can be done? Are falling oh. apart. And it was, yep. you're right. You, you turn it on in March. Another team, that, that 2020 team where COVID cut them out, they rallied late in the year. They, they, they're number two heading into, Na- two seed heading into Nashville. And it was like, what could have that Damn. team done? Very similar kind of bill where it's experience and size mm-hmm. down low. Yeah. But it's just, yeah. You hey. want to be playing your best ball at the end of the year. I think Bruce said it, said it well last night. When they played Georgia earlier this year, Last month, um, Georgia was by far the better team in that game, and they won. Last night, Auburn was clearly the better team, and, and they took advantage. He said, "He said to him, that shows growth. That shows your your trajectory. It's not linear. Getting better throughout the year in college basketball is not a linear thing. But if you're continuing to take some steps forward by this time next month, if you're playing your best basketball, you'd rather be that where." Again, last season Auburn was playing its best basketball in about January, uh, and, yeah. and and it really right. You know, oh, absolutely wasn't right. Wasn't able to take advantage of just how good that team was in March. You're hoping that 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 will be the difference. You're, you're gonna yeah. You're gonna have some. You're gonna have some valleys along with with peaks that are going along. I mean, it's it's a long season. Uh, now, uh, I, I would say if you come out of the rest of this season without just falling apart. I mean, maybe you could still, maybe you could rally even if you just, you know, had a long losing streak. It's not as likely, but the games, the teams that you're playing here over the second half of this conference schedule, uh, I mean, if you can navigate that and, 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 you know, come out and, and be feeling decent about yourself heading into the SEC tournament, then, then you, then you stand a chance of being able to do a lot of things. I mean, it's, it's not all about just what happens here the next game or two. It's, uh, you know, how you navigate this, this whole second half. And I will say, man, one thing with Bruce, you have seen is player development. And so we'll see how that, that goes in the, in the, in the, this last, last couple games of the season. Um, Last thing, man, y'all brought up that 2020 team, man. That, that hurts me every time I think about COVID and that thing. That, to me, was the team. I think, I mean, that team, I think, really could have won a championship. Um, they just had all them seniors, man. I just, every time I think about that, man, I hate that with that team. But, uh, you know, nobody else got to play for it either, right? Right. And, but, and man, as always, guys, War Eagle, I'm going to hang up and listen. Uh, the, that, that 2020 team, you remember that last regular season game, they go up to Knoxville and they smoke Tennessee. Yeah. Um, and that is, that's a team that, again, I, I've, I've said it all season, that team, 
reminds me a lot of this team. Now, that team had Isaac Okoro, and he obviously NBA type of player, but Isaac was not a go-get 20. He's not Brandon no. Miller. He, no. was, he was defense rebounding, kind of like what Allen's bringing to the table. But it's just that, that build of experience, that size, that team had their had their valleys. I mean, they uh, that was a team that you know had a couple of, of losing streaks in that season, mm-hmm. but they played really really well when it mattered the most. And that was, that was again didn't shoot the three well, had to play it through their inside guys a lot more, but they adapt really well. And I think that was a good good thing about this team is this the value of Bruce Pearl as your head coach is shining through here when Auburn's playing well this year, like last night. The coaching tweaks and adjustments they made in this matchup. It's, it's the thing about this Auburn team. Again, they're not going to out-talent you, but they're going to have a good game plan coming in. And if it's just if you execute and you run it smoothly, you can light up some uh, the scoreboard in some of these games. And now you got to do it against teams that are, I mean, the best of the best that you're going to face. Tennessee on Saturday and then Alabama this season. But like Tennessee, they, you're not going to play a tougher game all year. Uh, and you're not going to play a tougher game when you get into an NCAA tournament either. I mean, that that's just playing that Tennessee team, that defense in Knoxville, that's a that's the barometer of where you are. So if you go up there and hold your own and, and play a pretty good brand of ball in that one, even if you don't come out with a win, I think if you're Auburn you come in there and hold your own, you got to feel pretty good about where you're going in the last month of the season. Yeah, and, and now what you've said, I mean, that's not to say that Auburn has no talent. No, I mean, they're just – I mean, Auburn has talent. But uh, there are a couple of teams that just have plus plus talent. Yeah, you know, you, the last year's team had two first rounders, uh, two guys that are playing excellently in the NBA right now. This uh, team's got a lot of guys who will make money playing ball. They, they, they've got this. This team's just got some really good college basketball players, and, and and it's a throwback in that in that in that regard where it's like, you know, obviously Alan Flanagan, Wendell Green Jr., Janai Broom, Jalen Williams. I mean. You hope those guys get their shot at the next level, and, and play, but like, like I said, they're, they're going to make some money playing basketball somewhere. And even if it doesn't work out in the NBA, you just like, like they are a great college basketball yep. players, and you know, a, a good team of them and a great coach. You know, you get all that together, you can make some noise. You don't have to, you don't have to be the most talented team in the world, and you no, look to at make somebody, a run, not at all. Yeah, and and a lot of times those teams that are really really talented, you know, don't don't make it all the way. So we'll see how it all shakes out. All right, we've got to get to our bottom of the hour break. On the other side, we'll continue talking some hoops with Zeb Jasper. Tiger takes coming up here on the drive. Turn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Thursday afternoon. Bill, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer here in the studio. Drew once again at the controls. And right now, we're going to uh, go to the Kia of Auburn hotline as it's time for our weekly Tiger Take segment brought to you by the Alsobrook Law Group. When you need legal assistance, call Zach. He's got your back. Or find him on the web at alsolaw.com. And once again, very pleased to be joined by Auburn senior guard Zepp Jasper here 
on on the drive. And Zip, uh, first of all, congratulations! Big win last night uh, over the Georgia Bulldogs. Oh yeah, big win last night. Um, you know, coming to the game last night, um, we knew that we had to get payback. Um, as I recall, maybe four like, four weeks ago or a month ago, um, I got on here and you know just talked about you know how how poorly we did against Georgia the first SEC game of the conference. And um, I actually told people that we'll pick it up uh, by facing Arkansas by not dropping out the rankings. And, um, you know, we just came in, you know, yesterday and, you know, just had to, you know, bounce back after those two tough losses against great teams. And, you know, we just had to, you know, get our momentum back. Oh, absolutely. Wanted, yeah, wanted to go back uh, to the, to that West Virginia game because the first half of that West Virginia game was what uh, was a struggle again following the Texas A and M game, but a, a big turnaround in the second half, and that's what everyone was was hoping was boy you could you could use that to carry over into the Georgia game last night. But let's look back at the West Virginia game, Zep. What what? Uh, what did Coach Pearl and and uh, uh, the staff have to say there at halftime? What what happened to sort of spur that turnaround? And you guys had had a real shot or shots that is to win that ball game there at the end after being down by as many as seventeen. Um, after the West Virginia game, um, you know, basically just told us that you know, um, you know, he was proud of us even though we had lost. Um, we showed a lot of fight and toughness and grit, you know, by coming back because a lot of people thought, you know, oh, this game would be over, um, this and that. But, you know, we showed that we can actually be a team that can fight and, and, and believe in ourselves and no one else. And we actually did fight back, but we, we didn't end up winning that game, but showed that we are warriors, you know, um, no matter if we're down, no matter if we're up, you know, we can, we could, can continue to build on things that we can't control. And that was that basically was what was the the motto coming to the lock going into the locker room after the game and you know, we knew we had to rebuild. We knew that this team was gonna be tough. And, you know, they was a great team that was at home and, you know, they ended up getting the win. Yeah, and of course uh, that that was probably, I would guess, and, and and correct me if I'm wrong. That was probably as as uh, tough an atmosphere as you guys have been in this year. And you go up there and and they put 45 on you in the first half. And I know that's that's something that uh, um, re- really hurts your pride. I mean, to to give up 45 in the first half and be down by 16, and and that's where something like that being able to battle back from that. And uh, in in a hostile atmosphere like that, and have a chance to win, I know it's something you 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 don't want going in, but looking back uh, can be something that you can use to build on as you head down the road. No doubt, um, it's definitely something you can build on. It's something that you know you can you can depend on your team with you know just by fighting back. You know, um, I didn't see a lot of teams go down and. They have no fight. But I, one thing I can tell you about this team, we got a lot of fight. We got a lot of warriors, and we got a team full of dogs that, you know, that want to come back, you know. No matter if the fans matter to us, no matter who matter to us, we want to win. The motto is not to lose. So um, our biggest thing for us is just winning, winning, winning. We know we got a tough stretch. Um, every team we play now is probably ranked in the 
to the net, top 50 in the net. So that's this is going to be a tough stretch for us, and we need all the support, all the love, no negativity, and we just we just want to make our, our families, our, our fans, and our coaches proud. By and, and, and the only way we can do that is winning. Winning is our outcome, and that's all we want to do in this, this last few games, in this last 10-game stretch. Well, a, a great way to, to lead into it was last night's performance. I mean, from the outset in the first half, I thought uh, – that was as solid a, a half as we'd seen, and it's probably as solid an entire game as you played all year. But, I mean, first half, you, you only allow 24 points to Georgia, only have two turnovers in the first half as well. I think that combination of defense and protecting the basketball last night was as good as we've seen in a half. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, Coach had went in and talked about turnovers coming to this game. You know, every time we have um, less than 10 turnovers in the first half, we always end up winning the game. But every time we have, you know, more than 10 turnovers um, in the first half, you know, it ended up being a tough game while we end up losing the game. So mm-hmm. that was a, a thing we really brought up in, you know, um, you know, in the scout report and just basically in us playing in, our, in all our losses and having so many turnovers. Man, last night. Ball last night. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Last night, I mean, uh, as efficient a game for Janai as as could imagine. Just 21 minutes, 19 points, 18 rebounds. Uh, Georgia just didn't have any answer for Janai last night. Um, Janai was a monster last night. He was a monster on the boards. Everything he do, he just came out with a grit on his shoulder. He came out with, you know, he just wanted to win. And, you know, the motto was to win and he did that. He did everything he was asked to do. I think it was 18 points, 19 rebounds, and a couple assists. You know, you can't get no better than that. No. That's just that's just everything you ask for in a big man. And, you know, he just started off the game getting boards, getting rebounds, getting points. You know, it was pretty crazy because, you know, the, the last few games, you know, um, he had been hard on this stuff. Of course, uh, as you said, all right. So we're halfway done with the season, seven and two in conference, uh, and and now now you get ready for the second half, and and it starts off in probably as as hostile. You talked about West Virginia being uh, a tough environment. I think that's a good that's that's a good prep to get ready to go to Knoxville because I understand they've got twenty four thousand plus seats already sold for that one. Uh, I mean that can be intimidating, but but I, I've got to feel like you're excited about that opportunity to going up there and play in front of that that kind of crowd. Oh no doubt. Um, the motto always been: Can you get a home? Can you get a a packed out? home game against a away like against an opponent like Tennessee at their home. Um, you know, that's a dream come true just to go in there and see twenty four to twenty six thousand people full of orange, knowing they're against you and you come out with the win. Here a chance that you overrated. I remember last year they saying Auburn overrated. You know, I think Tennessee is one of the hardest places to play in the SEC and in the country. You know, with them having a twenty four to twenty six thousand um people who can fit in their arena. Um, I feel like this is a game we must win. This game will put us in a position to have national buzz, to, to put Auburn on notice big time because Tennessee is one of the best teams in the, in the country. And I think 
they're one of the best teams in the country as of, as of speaking. Um, so I think the team will, will, will put us out there as as beating them as, as one of the best teams in the country. Hey, re- reading some of the uh, some of the Tennessee message boards and things like that, a lot of them felt like they might have been looking ahead last night, looking ahead toward uh, Saturday. They go down to uh, Gainesville and, uh, and and the Gators gave it, handed it to them pretty good. Oh yeah, the Gators played them pretty good, but um, you know, with the Gators playing them and, and gave it to them pretty good, you know what that means. You know they're going to come out heads on fire, starting playing tough because you know no one likes to lose back to back. It's 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 hard to see yourself lose back to back. So you know it's going to be a great game. You know the game will come. It, it, it's just going to be a game full of great atmosphere. And one thing I pray and I hope. I just hope we win this game, you know, just for our fans. Our fans would love for us to see us beat Tennessee. Oh, love for us to beat a great team. No no doubt about that. Talk a little bit about the matchups. I mean, uh, Tennessee, uh, a team with a lot of veterans. They've got uh, uh, Vescovi, seems like he's been around for, uh, you know, for a decade or so playing up there. And uh, Ziegler is their top uh, assist and steal guy. Oh yeah, they got great guards. Um, I love their guards. I love the way they play. They play great defense, team ball. Um, they just do a lot of great things, um, and that's exactly why they've been one of the top teams in the SEC for over the past five or six years. Um, because of because of dudes like Ziegler and Viscovi, um, they put you in positions, you know, to have to guard the ball. You can't. It, it just they they just do things that. You can't teach. And, you know, it's just going to be a tough assignment for us. But I think we built for it. Coaching put us in positions, made us look at the scout report and look at tape all day and, you know, just telling us to be ready for this, this type of environment, be ready for these types of players. What's the uh, what's the defensive key for you guys against the Vols? Um, the key is basically – to make them shoot over us, make, them, make the guards shoot over our guards, um, because they're one of the leading assist teams in the in um, the SEC. So, um, you know, basically, when you have guys like that, you have to not help off the shooters. Make sure you make sure you guarding on ball and, and just making them make them make tough shots. Shots they don't usually take. Well, they're known. I mean, they're known as a great defensive team. You guys take pride in your defense. Uh, it's it's going to be going to be quite a battle up there. I mean, this is this has become a great series. Uh, and and uh, um, Bruce and and you guys have had uh, had some success up there in Knoxville too. Oh yeah, um, we got some we got some history, some success in, in Knoxville. But you know, I want to key in, key in on this year, and and I want. To have history, I want history to be made. Um, ever since I've been to Auburn, I haven't been, I haven't beat Tennessee. And my wish, my hope is to beat Tennessee this year, to get national notice, to get back on that map that Auburn's one of the best teams in the country. You got two opportunities coming up starting on Saturday, and and uh, everybody, all the Auburn fans are wishing you and the team the best of luck. No doubt, no doubt. Um, and the motto, like I said, is to win. Get there, win. One game at a time. 
Again, hey, we really appreciate Zepp, you you spending a little bit of time with us. Again, everybody wishing y'all the uh, the best of luck. Uh, let everybody know again if they if they're not following you how they can. Um, Twitter is R I P underscore Q U A N five. Instagram is R I P underscore Q U A N twelve. All right, Zep. Thanks, thanks, man. Uh, once again, uh, appreciate you spending time with us, and best of luck on Saturday. All right, thank you, Zep Jasper, joining us as he does each week for Tiger Takes, proudly presented by the Alsobrook Law Group on on the web at alsolaw.com. We'll get to our final break of the afternoon. Uh, still time for you to join in here on the Thursday Drive. Now, more of the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final uh, four or five minutes or so here on the uh, Thursday Drive. Our thanks to Zepp Jasper for joining us with Tiger Takes. And if you missed any of that or any of the shows, we encourage you to check out the podcasts of The Drive brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. A few minutes left to go. So uh, um, what were uh, we didn't really spend that much time. I, I think I'll probably get into, if we have the chance, running some of the audio from the coaches yeah. tomorrow on the drive. But what were some of the uh, the highlights you got from uh, from the coaches today? Because uh, I, I don't know how many of those guys you'd had a chance to meet. Yeah, uh, several of them met them for the first time. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just the, the highlights for me is just hearing some of these guys' kind of philosophies on, like, hey, this is what we want to do. This is how you want to define our position or our side of the ball. Uh, it was really interesting to get into into that because at this point, you know, they don't really know their rosters that no. well because they've all been out recruiting. They for just the last have to talk months. in generalities, right? And so it, it was a lot of like, "Hey, what are you trying to bring to the table? What is what is what is it you want out of your position group? Um, what are you kind of looking for in these type of players?" So a lot of really good stuff from 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 several guys, but I, I especially enjoyed Jeremy Garrett. Uh, and then, uh, and then, you know, talking with Marcus Davis for the first time as a coach, a guy that, you know, two years younger than me, I covered him as a player and, and all that. Talking to him again as a coach was, was kind of fun because it's, it's the first time I've ever done that with him. Well, I, I really like Jeremy Garrett. I thought, you know, I, I recall the reaction from some Auburn fans when, when Hugh Freeze announced, uh, that he was bringing a couple of guys from Liberty and, and you just, you can see their eyes roll and then go, hmm. but I'm very impressed yeah. and have been from, uh, from everything I've heard and then was again today by Jeremy Garrett and Josh Aldridge. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then Ben Agamow as well. Yeah. Absolutely. But, absolutely. Um, all three of really, those guys. Really, really good. I mean, that's Man, a- they're, they're all, they're all really, really fun guys just to talk to mm-hmm. you know guys that you'd like to just sort of hang with hang around oh with. for sure for sure i mean it's they're really good really personable dudes and it's yeah it's when you're building a staff you want to bring in guys that you can trust because they know what you're doing yeah. and they know how, how how you want want things done that's the thing about the staff when you look at auburn the 10 assistants that they've got on this team you've got two coordinators that are well-traveled exes and guys, former be. head coaches yep. um you have um you know you have now three guys that used to play here 
Um, right. You, you pick off you pick off a couple guys who have experience in the league, and then you have three guys that you know are coming from the previous step, and that's that's balance. I mean, that's a, oh, it that, is. That's it, a really it's good it's a really good combination, I think, of experience and youth. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got three. Well, you got three coaches under thirty, I guess. Yeah. Wow. That's it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy because it's just like, you know, that relating to the players, and then you've got some guys in there that have been coaching for a, for a long time, um, and like uh, talking to Crime Dog again. This is his third stint. He's he he's, he seems pretty pumped about being back. Yeah. Well, he we talked to him. He's about, also got a little talent to work with. He's got a lot of talent to work with. Um, but he's also talking about like you know he never sold his house here because he his plan always was to retire in Auburn. How many coaches retire here? I mean, yeah. a lot of coaches who don't even don't finish their careers right. at Auburn yeah. wind up back in Auburn. And, and that's the thing. It's like whenever these whenever these inter, these national talking heads, or these people are like, oh, why would anybody come to Auburn? Or oh, Auburn's such a tough place or hard. It's like, yeah, y'all got to look at like the fact that. Coaches can leave here on quote unquote bad terms, and then they don't they don't go away, right? You know, right. like I mean, Gene Shizik came back. You know, Tuberville uh, always well, was hanging around. I mean, Gus Malzahn continues to say nothing but nice things about his place. Kept his house for a while. Barfield. I mean, you go way back. You can go I mean, way like... way back. Uh, Pat Dye, obviously, is uh, um, as well. But it's just I mean, it's a it's it's a place where I think you know it resonates with a lot of these coaches and and hearing. Uh, McGriff talk about it. It's like, well, why, why Auburn? He's like, I just really loved being here. He's like, I like it. His his thing, and I've, I tell people this all the time when they talk about, ask me about living. Like people in the industry, they'll ask me about living in Auburn, and I'm like, look, I can leave my apartment and I can drive an hour and fifteen hour and twenty minutes. I can go to Atlanta. I can go anywhere in the world, usually without a connecting flight. Like you go to the world's busiest airport and you were. Bang anywhere you want. I mean, want depending to be. on what you want to do, you're less you're less than an hour from from the lake. You're only a couple of hours from from the beach. You're less than a couple of hours from Atlanta. I mean, it's uh, you it, get to Birmingham. Yeah. You get any, I mean, you can get. It's such a good location. And yeah, it's like if you like to travel, you're like it's it's just a really really good spot. And I think the proof and and McGriff pointed this out as well is like the proof is in like man, look, look at how many people are living here. He's like, I'm glad I didn't sell my house because like with the property values, yeah, no kidding, would have been able to buy it. Yeah, back he, for anywhere near that. And so, but yeah, it was good to talk to those guys, and then obviously the the dudes who have familiarity with here, and listening to them, listen to Zach Etheridge and Cadillac Williams talk about okay, mm-hmm. what they think about this new staff and this new crew and this new era. What uh, they think about together. Hugh Freeze? Yeah, I mean that that that's that's something that resonated throughout, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you're going to have plenty of that and yeah. much much more at the Observer. Yep, yeah. big newsletter coming out tomorrow, obviously, uh, from stuff we got today. Plenty of stuff over this next month. And, yeah, going to uh, going to Knoxville on Saturday. Actually, I'm leaving tomorrow. Uh, have coverage of Auburn, Tennessee. Going to a and I mean, a whole lot of game-by-game basketball coverage and a whole lot of football stuff this week. Uh, it's been a busy week, but that means it's going to be a busy week. The Observer, it's a good time as any to sign up right now. And and they do it by? It's at AuburnObserver.com. $6 a month or $60 a year. We give we send you everything uh, via email. Our newsletters and our podcast, and you get some pretty much every day of the week. Thanks, Justin. Man, have a, have a great trip. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Uh, that is it for the Thursday drive. Back with you tomorrow, and we'll uh, we'll run as much audio as we can from the coaches today. Have a good one, everybody. We are.